Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia. We've got a great show. We haven't had a children's show, children's book show for a long time. So we have one today. And Rich Linville is on. He's been on many times before. And Deb, ha- Deb Hockenberry, who I've known for years, but she hasn't really been on the show. And she's been a reviewer. And she's been out there probably as long as I have, for like 15 years or something like that. And then we'll, they'll both tell you a little bit about themselves. And then we'll get on with the questions. And we, just as everybody knows, I have an off-the-cuff show, and so we talk about a lot of different subjects. So we do switch around a lot, but today we're sticking on children's books and how to sell them, how to write them, imagination, you know, for grandparents, for parents, why it's so hard to sell children's books. You know, it is difficult. So that's what we'll be discussing on this show. And I was on a show yesterday that I had, and I'll have another show Another two shows, and then we're off for the break. So all right, let's have Deb talk first, and she can say a little bit about herself, and then Rich will do the same. Deb, nice to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, tell everybody a little bit about you, yourself. Okay. I'm, I'm a self-published author of mm-hmm. two books, two Hunkle Jungle Bunkle books, uh, one, the first was called Where Could We Have the Party? And I was on your show for that. And this one is called Elf's Fur Day, where the Hunkle Bunkle Jungle Gang goes to the North Pole and helps Santa Claus make the toys for Christmas because all the elves are sick in bed. <laughs> and that's the whole gist of the story right there. It's for ages three well, to five. Right. And you, right. And you've been a reviewer, and so and you're thinking been, of going back. I into love that. to review books. Oh, if anybody out there has a children's book they want me to review, just contact. Go to my website and contact me there. I'm going to put your website um, on. The, I'll put it out so they can have it later. Okay. You know, so they can see it. Okay. And, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, because, just right. contact me. Yeah, because everybody needs reviews. For free. Yes, and, yeah. and everybody needs. Yeah, book they're. Reviews. I think They're you did hard. a lot for. I think you did a lot years ago for. Well, Virginia only did children's. I, her, she was doing mostly. Well, we actually at the beginning we both did a lot of children's book shows, and and we did a lot of children's book parties and things like that. But mm-hmm. those those are gone. We haven't done those in a while. But Rich has been on a lot. So hi, Rich. How are you doing? Doing great. We finally had a date. We picked a got a right date. Kept it saying to you, so I said, I think I'll talk to you first when you can come on, because I always kept because I do switch around. It's the afternoon show now, and I think I'll be going back to more afternoon shows. I was doing morning shows, but people that live on the West Coast, it's too early. 
like at 8 o'clock in the morning for them. So that's why we're going back to the afternoon shows. So tell everybody about yourself and how many books you have, which is a lot. A real well, lot. for 45 years, I enjoyed teaching all subjects in elementary, middle school, high school, and college. Uh, I retired in 2016. My wife said, you're bored. I said, yes, honey. She said, write children's <laughs> books because you've been telling stories for 45 years. I says, mm-hmm. I can't write. She says, write. So <laughs> I was doing what my wife said. I called my grandchildren, and, and I went to schools and asked them what kind of books they liked, and they liked uh, unicorns and dinosaurs and Greek myths and, and fables. And so I've since 2016, I've published over 250 children's ebooks, paperbacks, over 140 audiobooks, and as well as a few hardcover books. I also custom write for adults. Um, they, I just finished one for uh, a, a nurse that has bought almost every one of my books for her children and grandchildren. And um, it's about a, her daughter's name, her granddaughter's newborn granddaughter loves mermaids. And so she gets to be a mermaid and, and uh, has an adventure as a mermaid. So the mother was, she said here for two, for two weeks every night she wanted that book read and with cheer when, when uh, she was in, on the adventure and, and enjoyed seeing her name in the book. So it was, I'll do custom writing for people that ask me what topic, or tell me what topic they want and what subject they like and, and describe their children so I can get the, the clip art. To, is that, is that something new that I, you do? Because I don't think you did that before. I don't remember you doing that before. It's something new because I, yeah. I had uh, people requesting it, and I thought, well, okay, uh, give me your name. I, I had two boys that loved uh, going to the model train museum, and so I had them shrink down, and they rode a model train around and had an adventure, and then they got hungry, and they couldn't eat the plastic <laughs> food, and they couldn't drink the plastic water, so they wanted to become big again, and so they became big. And So it's uh, fun writing it because I, I love the reaction of the, uh, the children and the parents that enjoyed having their name in the story and, and having the story about something that they really, really like. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I didn't remember you do that. All right, so now you're doing it. That's a good thing. You know, I wanted, Deb, to talk a little bit about, uh, this is a, your new book that you just had out, and it's, you know, it's a Christmas-type book. So you want to talk a little bit about what it's, you know, it's about, you know, in a children's book, it's hard to, you know, you don't want to give away a lot of things, so you just want to mention a few things that why parents might like this book for their children and grandparents. Yeah. Yeah, it's total fantasy. It'll let the child put themselves right in the story and let them use their imagination, you know, and just it's Christmassy all the way through, you know, they'll have the anticipation for Christmas and, and it has a Christmas spirit in there. And I think the Christmas spirit is, you know, even if you're, you know, don't celebrate Christmas and you celebrate Hanukkah or whatever mm-hmm. else you celebrate, it's still the time of year where it's really, it would be nice if that that's how people felt all year round. It would be great. Yeah, actually. this book is just fun. Yes, right. It, and it's that's just a, and you, fun. And you mentioned the same thing, you know, is to be able to have an imagination and to feel, you know, because kids are kids. So I'm going to ask Kids you, Rich, too, that. also, because, yeah, so you, we were talking before the show, so 
talk a little bit about how you feel about that, Deb, about how children need this in their life. Yeah, well, it, like I was saying before the show, it seems that right now, the you know, it seems the children's books have to have a lesson in and the slap kids in the face, and I don't think so. I think there's a lot of room for just plain old entertainment, you know? Right. Now, my book, it's, after I I wrote it and I read it, it, it does have a little lesson about helping others helping new friends and everything and there's a wee wee little basic problem well in both both of my books are like that they turned out like that but i didn't mean for any lesson or anything i just wanted pure entertainment so i think that's so important for a kid yeah yeah sometimes through that comes a you know it comes some kind of a little lesson uh, Rich, yeah, you have so many I books. think that's what happened. And Rich, he's got so many books. So, you know, I always think when I was thinking about, you know, talking today, I'm thinking about when Rich, when you're on the show, I always feel like, oh, I wish I would have had a teacher like you <laughs> because you are so <laughs> kind and, you know, and you were, and all the years I've known you, every time you're on, you know, I feel like this is what kids need is our teachers like that. So, Talk a little bit about the fact, well, we'll talk about the imagination, I'm sure, during the conversation, but what you did for kids that don't like to read, because I always think that's so important, your message, how you got well, them to read. What I did, what I did was um, I went to an administration and I said, I don't like the book, the reading book that we have in um, elementary school. The students don't like it and I don't like it. Can I do it a different way? And they said, sure, go ahead, try it. We'll see how it turns out. So I went to the librarian and I said, can I have any extra magazines and books that you have um, for my classroom? She said, yeah, take, take those over there and take those. And she gave me a lot. I asked for some money to buy from Scholastic uh, books, uh, a variety of books at all grade levels from from kindergarten up through um, high school, college, just a variety of books. And then um, when the students came in the first day, I said, um, if you look around, we're going to go to the library in a little while, and you can pick a book, and if you don't find the, or if you look around here and don't find a book that you like or a magazine that you don't like, you can go to the library and pick one from the library, or you can take a book that you already have with you. And some students had books with them. And I said, now, and I passed out um, notebooks, and I said, all you're going to do each day is write down a few things about your book, what you liked or didn't like, and you don't have to finish a book in here because I don't finish books. Uh, there are books I don't like, and I don't finish them. I said, right. Uh, right. but sometimes I do finish them just to see how it turns out. And I said, you not only... Um, you're going to write a little bit, but starting tomorrow, you're going to, I'm going to call on you randomly and go through all of you, and you're going to stand up and tell a little bit about your book or read from your book. Um, keep track in your journal. Now, I said, if you learn by listening, I have some cassette. At that, day, at that year, I had cassette tape uh, players with children's stories, and the library had them, thank goodness, and, and I purchased some. 
So I had cassette stories, I said, and I had earphones with cassette players. Later on, I bought uh, iPods. And I said, okay, um, if you like to listen to stories, you can listen to stories over here. And some kids would go, I want to listen. I, want to. I said, fine, you get to listen to your stories. Or you can find some books or, or tapes in the library or, or stories that you want, or let me know what you like. Then um, we went into the library, kids picked books, we get back in the classroom. The next day, I randomly called on a student, and the neatest thing, I, they said, do we have to get a hard book? I said, no, you can, I read easy books. You can read easy books. You can read hard books. I read easy books. I have fun with them. You could, I mean, I don't have to take the tough I said, no, get any book you want. And so the kids would take magazines, skateboard magazines, or, or uh, fashion, for the, some of the girls picked fashion ones. I thought, oh, okay, if that's what you like. And what yeah. was it? It was 16 is what it was called, and they liked that, um, some of the students. And yeah. what would be neat is the kids would stand up and talk about their book, and another kid would say, I want to read that book next. Let me have that book next. And I would have to have a sign-up list, okay, because there would be several of them. And then I, I said, now you just, when you finish with your book, let people know, and then have a person, next person in your list can get that book, and then after that person, the next one, on down the list. And it was just wonderful to see students getting excited about reading. I had parents coming to me saying, my kid wants to subscribe to a magazine now, or my kid wants to go to the library, or my student, my -hmm. child wants to buy books. And I said, well, that's great. But he's having fun, or she's having fun. I said, well, reading should be fun. It shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be terrible. You're right. And I've had parents say, my child used to hate reading. Now they love reading. I said, well, I'm glad to hear that. And that was the whole intent was I wanted kids to love reading, get excited about it, and to share with each other. And uh, it was just wonderful to see that. What I also started doing is I would read aloud to them books, and I would stop at the most climatic, short children's books, and I would stop at the most climatic part of the book, or if it was a chapter book, I'd stop at an exciting part. And I'd say, okay, we'll continue tomorrow. And the students would go, no, read more. No, no, that's all for today. <laughs> we're we're going to have you work on your books. Because I would start the class with with reading the book out loud. And I'd say, you don't have to like this book. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. I won't read the whole book. And so I would read a little bit, and students would say, I want that book. And students would say, I don't like that book. And I'd say, well, that's fine. And it was just neat to see the excitement and the interest and the fun of reading. Yes. And that is a good, you know, with the audio, you know, it's like when you're listening to a book, it's a very different feeling. So I think when parents, I mean, when I have the children's shows and even when I have the adult shows, it's really a good way to listen because some people just don't like to read. But when it, it just seems like a good way to, like if you're getting dressed, watching, you know, making breakfast, lunch, whatever, you could be listening to something, driving, not not driving for kids, but, well, actually, when the parents are driving, instead of the kids playing games, you can turn on a book and let them. I think Virginia and I, when we did World of Ink, we had that on, on Saturdays, we had somebody reading books, and that was good for the kids. And it was Wonderful. way before audio, yeah, before audio books became so popular. But what I find is my other audio books sell, and so do the so do the children's, but not as much as they should. And 
So some of them now I'm changing, going to change the voices. I made a few mistakes in some of the things that I did, the people that were narrators when I did children's books. But I think parents really should think about that because sometimes if you're on a trip, they're in the car, they don't have to be playing a game. They can be listening to a book. So I think it's up to the parents because kids will follow through you as a teacher what you did is you, they listened, and then they learned how to like it. You have to teach them to learn. Like, I think, Deb, what you were talking about before is kids need to be kids. And so yes. if you want to talk yes. a little, yeah, talk yes. a little bit about that, Deb, because that's they're, what you felt. They're going, to be adults for, they're going to be adults for yes. 50 years. Let them be kids right. for 18 years. Right. I mean, yeah. they, let them have fun. We At yes. our school... I kept pushing for enrichment classes. And the administration said, what are you yeah. talking about? I said, we need to have chess and knitting, get some parents to come in, and, yeah. and we need yeah. to have uh, uh, fun things, all sorts of fun activities that the kids get to choose from. And they said, okay, we'll try that. We'll squeeze it in. And I had students who'd say, oh, I'm looking forward to the chess class today, or I'm looking forward to the checkers class, or I'm looking forward to knitting, or I'm looking forward to... Uh, and, it would, and there would be boys knitting, and, it, and some boys would start to make fun. I said, hey, you don't make fun. Football players knit because it's good for right. coordination. And they go, oh, so yeah. I guess I'll take up knitting. And, you know, to have some fun in the day and something to look forward to. So, Deb, do you want to talk a little bit about how you feel about that? Because that is an important thing for you in your writing. I totally agree with Rich. <laughs> you know, they need they like I said, the imagination. You know, fantasy oh, is fantastic. It takes you to other worlds. You need that cr- creativity. You know, yeah. let them do whatever they you know they want to draw. You know, let them draw. Let them color or paint or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, build. You know, let let their imaginations go. Yeah. And, and they're not going to get we, that when they're adults. They no, should would, get no. it when they're kids. Yeah, I would yeah. have students, I, I would allow my students to draw while I was reading out loud because left brain and right brain, left brain is for words and right brain is for for, for pictures and for music. Right. And so I would have students draw while they were uh while I was reading a story, and sometimes they would draw the story. Other times they'd just simply be drawing something. And yet right. when I'd ask them what was the story about, they knew. They could tell me what the story was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so important. You know, yesterday we, we were talking about that. I had Jack Remick on the show, and Russ, uh, he's a uh, artist. And so we were talking about how important art and music and, uh, you know, and books all of it goes together, and that is what they're cutting in schools, and kids really need this. So I think Russ was on the show, and they're talking about the fact is Petofsky, he was talking, he works in the Gutenberg in New York, and they have a nonprofit organization where the kids um, that can't afford books or can't afford art classes get to do things like that. They do artwork. And seniors, people, you know, don't realize that seniors and young children, they might not get the opportunity to do some of these things anymore if they want to do artwork. So I think this is important. It's artwork and music and reading. It's so important. Deb, so how do you feel about that for, you know, for kids? What would you say to parents? You know, what can they do? 
I just, I really don't know. Not being a parent myself, I, you know, I don't know. But except to let them use their imagination, let them go, let them do it. I agree. But you, but right, and you review. So do you review a lot of children's books? Uh, Lately, I I haven't gotten any. All right. So when we're done with the show, we will. Talk, uh, you know, and I will put that out. You know that you're going to be doing, re, you know, reviewing because I think, as Rich knows too, we all know that write books, that children's books are important, but reviews and it does seem like well, reviews it's so are hard, really important. But it's so hard yeah. for people; they can't. No matter how many guests I've had on in the last 15 years, the one topic that everybody has in common is reviews. And uh, yeah, I, I and suggested scary. to parents that they have their children review the book. And I've had parents say, hey, that's a great idea. I'll have oh. my child review your book. And, yeah. you know, here's the child talking about the book and what they liked and what they didn't like. And, and that's valuable. I had one parent who had read one of my books on Johnny Appleseed who said, I want to thank you because my son, after we read the book, said, Dad, let's go in the backyard and plant an apple tree because it yeah. has the directions on how to plant an apple tree. And here's That's great. A, a father appreciating yep. the fact that his son wants to do something with him. Right. So, Rich, I know what you do a lot of times. You just pick a subject, and then you put some artwork, and then you put a lot of thought into the words. So uh, myself included, I can do this, but I don't. Okay, I've written five books. I could write a lot more. So for the people out there that are thinking of writing more, What's your process, how you do this, and get the book out so fast? Well, my recommendation is, and the best recommendation I received in um, in 2016 when I first started writing from somebody who said, don't expect to make a lot of money in children's books because um, there's so much competition. There are so many children's right. books, and a lot of people yeah. get the child's books that they had when they were children. They don't want to try the new writers. They want to stick with the the old and tie old and true, which is understandable. They they know that book, and so they use it for their child. But in terms of writing, it's just reading a lot and and yeah. talking a lot. Um, what I found helped me a lot was I would take my books and read them to children at schools, or read them to send them to my grandchildren and say, "What did you like? What did you not like?" And yeah. get that feedback from children because they're the ones that are reading it. Yeah, um, but but it, the it, schools, but the schools are not very easy to get into, and that's a problem because kids like authors. I used to do that too, and the kids love to meet authors. There's they really that's a really great way for teachers to get their kids involved is by having an author there, because kids get very creative when they're think when you're talking, and then they're thinking, well, maybe they can do that too. So I think the schools have a lot of problems by not putting authors out there like they used to and just taking the book fairs and taking the books from Scholastic and not letting other books into the libraries because that is what happens. It happened to me when I did book signings. They put me outside Mm -hmm. and they put people that were from Scholastic inside, you know, the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was how it was popular. And so most people... They stopped doing that because what we're going to do, you know, and but now because independent publishing is huge. I mean, there's no way to say it's not in because now and people think that 
maybe some of the big authors that they see, the better-known ones, I can tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that they write children's book or other books under a different name and do it independently because you can get your books out. You don't have to wait a year to get it published. I mean, it used to be three years, but now I think they're moving faster. But they also are not taking as many people. They take the what same found, people over and over again. What I found valuable is to talk to your local school and ask when is their grandparents' day and ask if you can set your books out on grandparents' day because what happens is grandparents come, they see the children's books, and their child is there saying, can I get that book or, oh, I want that book. And then the grandparents said, sure. And the grandparents seem to buy more books for the children than the parents. Well, you know what? We right now have a call, somebody in the chat room. I open the chat room. I usually don't. But there is somebody out there. I don't know if anybody wants to take this question on. It says, how do any of us feel about DeSantis banning books on black history for children in Florida? Uh, I think I'll say one thing. I don't think they should ban books on anything. I think they should review them with the librarians. But I do think that history is important. So anybody well, yeah. else can to say uh, okay, do you want to say something, Deb? Uh, I don't think we can. We cannot, you know, ignore our history, even, even the bad stuff. It's part of our history, Agreed. and everybody should know yeah. it. You know, Agreed. kids should be taught. Right. Well, you know, so instead I think, of banning yeah. books, I think what we should do is what we do for movies. We have ratings, and we could have groups yeah. of people make a rating or the author can make a rating on the book. I, I can give my book a rating and then somebody can come back and say, oh, we disagree with that rating or yeah, we agree. But yeah. if, if Amazon or book publishers or somebody had a little stamp on there that had a rating like movies do, because the movies do it voluntarily. They're not forced right. to give those ratings. But But kids, you know, they seem to, if they want a book, and the school bans it, and they can go somewhere else, and they'll get the book if they really want to read it. So I think yeah. that yes. children children these days are much smarter than we give them credit for. I mean, because yes. they they uh, they listen to the news, people talk about it. You know, I think people right now, they have to just be able to accept a lot of things that maybe they didn't want to accept. But I think this is America. And I think we have a lot of great authors out there on any subject that they're not, you know, because if you go to a bookstore, they'll say, like, what's the late, you know, if you have a book that's five years old, they go, well, we just want the new books. So, no, there's a lot of messages from the past that get us to where we are now. So I think yes. bookstores should absolutely yes. take independent authors and just people. You know, I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with everybody that has to be, look, I understand independent publishing is not what people, they think it's like in the, like in the years before. It's not. They're good books. They're edited. No. The illustrations are good. The messages are good. So I think it's important that people, that is the only thing I feel like Amazon, they rate all these books. They rate the books. And I mentioned it yesterday. It's not fair because if a book doesn't have, 50 reviews, 100 reviews, people don't want to read it. But people listening out there, if something is five years old, don't not read it. Just read the, the description. If it's something you think is okay, 
children's especially their messages it doesn't the messages in the children's book nothing changed kids are still kids rich mm-hmm. well, it's interesting that well, I had, go ahead go ahead i had a second grader okay i had a second grader who when he had a choice of books he chose shakespeare i said you can read that he says yeah but my mom and dad explained certain parts to me oh and it's okay with your mom yep mom and dad said i can read shakespeare this kid was a high IQ and he was a cool. He has since become an adult and he's a counselor for for a high school and a neat kid. I mean, but here he is in second grade reading Shakespeare. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Well, I see a caller in on the, you know, on the on the page here <laughs> looking and I I don't t- take callers a lot because I don't know if it's going to be an unusual call or, you know, something that's not good. Mm-hmm. So it's up to both it's up to both of you. Do you want me to answer the call or just not? Should we say okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, it's Marcia. Well, did you have a question? Oh uh, yes, ma'am, I, I, I did. Uh, yeah, my name is Shabaka Sankori with Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced. Okay, I remember in my early 20s, I met uh, Rosa Parks. This is about 1979, 1980. And mm-hmm. then I noticed that uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida had banned her, uh, her book, you know what I mean? And she uh, was a very, very strong lady, a very frail yeah. lady. You know, she she had passed on. But, right. however, you know, you got to learn from the uh, mistakes of the right. past, you know what I'm saying, to correct the uh, future. Yes, future. And keep in mind, there are some books out there that I disagree with, but, however, you know, they're supposed to be the First Amendment of freedom right. of speech. You see what I mean? You know. Yeah. So you have three people here that have... agree with you. All three I of us agree with you. Because, yes, because we, are, you know, and... I think it is important, and I think America is a great place, and we have the voices out there. And certainly people like Rosa – go ahead, go ahead. I've I've written children's books about uh, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, uh, Harriet Tubman, and um, they they did so much for this country, and they were so valuable. The Civil War, uh, Harriet Tubman was – very helpful in the Civil War, and uh, right. Lincoln praised her. I mean, I in my classroom, when I have dark-colored and light-colored students, I will take a black construction paper and put it next to my dark-colored students, and I'll say, class, is this student black? And they'll say no. And then I'll take mm-hmm. my white construction paper, put it next to my uh, light-colored brown student, and I'll say, is this student white and they go no i says you know we're all shades of brown and mm. we we use this black and this white as an extreme when actually we're just yeah. simply shades of brown yeah. well, that's well, a great well, example yeah okay, right. however, I, I think people are people yeah i think people yeah. are okay, people and how, I, that, that, go ahead okay now i'm not disagreeing you know with you or what the gentleman was saying but, however, you know, you got to learn from past mistakes, you know what I mean? Yes. Because, you yes. know, even during the Civil Rights Movement, you know, you had right. a lot of people, you know, that were persecuted and, and even yeah. killed for it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you're yeah. supposed to have yeah. the First Amendment right, you know what I mean? 
And yeah. then when it comes to the history of slavery in this country, you know, which was very, very brutal, you see yes. what I mean? But you still yes. got to learn from past uh, mistakes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And then, of course, yeah. you know, what Governor DeSantis is doing down there in Florida, I have no comment on, you know what I'm saying? Right. And this presidential election that's getting ready to come up, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying, because I have quit right, voting. Right, right, right. On my show, we don't yeah. usually talk politics, but we do talk oh. being free. But we be free. We're free. And that's the thing. And right. all of us on this panel agree with you on that because we're, um, we all have been around for a while, and we realize how right. important all this is. And you cannot – everything that happened in the past gets us to the future. And that is what we need to do. And I'm hoping by all, by authors, authors, it's very important that people have their say. And that's why on podcasts, when I did podcasts at first, nobody even knew what a podcast was. I did them for like 15 right. years. And that's important because okay. people get to say what they think because we all right. we all feel, I think most people in this world are good, but we do have people that aren't. But it doesn't mean we can't learn Agreed. from history. Like, Right, and Rich Linville, he taught for 40-some years, and his book, okay. he does have books on every subject. Do you want to, Rich, do you want to, you have lots of subjects. I think there's, there's so many subjects you have. Do you want to mention a few of the subjects that you've had on your in your well, books? Because you really have a lot of subjects. As a teacher over 45 years, I, I covered all subjects at all grade levels, and so mine are basically for children. And because I like to simplify it and, and I like to do the illustrations, but it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, I do both history and I, I show the good and the bad. Right now I'm doing um, Sitting Bull, the Sioux chief, and the mm. way he was treated and how terrible um, the, right. the government was towards him. That needs to mm-hmm. be told because it should never happen again. And the, mm-hmm. we have a, we have a casino next door, and somebody was complaining about it. I says, what are you complaining about? I said, the way mm-hmm. the, the Native Americans were treated all these years, they deserve that casino. I said, oh, they absolutely. deserve to get some money. I said, you've got to learn from history. We need to learn oh, yeah. from history. And if I may interject, so, I've been through Montana, and I've uh, passed, uh, what do they call that, the uh, Little Bighorn? And then, you know, there's ancient traditions, and I spoke with, a, you know, an indigenous woman there, you know, asking about the history. And here's something for you. Okay, now, with me being a black man here in America, she had asked me, again, we talked for, you know, quite a few hours. She says, why in God's name, you know, after the, uh, uh, the during the Civil War, after it was over, that the black soldiers, you know, helped suppress, you know, the the Sioux, uh, the, let me see, let me see, it was the Arapaho, the Sioux, and Crazy Horse, you know what I mean? And I was, you know, lost for words. So I listened to her, and I listened to her explain history, and she had told me, well, the next time that you're through, by all means, stop by in Montana, you know, it's spectacular. I mean, it's beautiful up there. It's cold. But, you know, it's very, very beautiful, you know, in the summer months and what have you. And that is definitely a story that needs to be told. You know what I'm so, saying? So, are you a writer? Yeah. Are you a writer? Uh, are you a writer? 
Uh, no, ma'am. You know, I just like to read books and what have you. Actually, I did uh, shipping and receiving work, you know, as a, as a trade, you know. But I've read, you know, a lot of books over the course of my lifetime. And then, you know, for my podcast, you know, I do a lot of research, you know, reading books as well, too, you know, because you, you always want to know what you're you have talking a pod- You have a podcast? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Oh, okay. So when when is your podcast and where is it? Is it on Blog Talk? Yes, ma'am. It's on blog talk. Huh? It's called Shabaka's Black Experience Enhanced. And oh. we deal with the black experience from the beginning of time to 10 minutes ago. And then, you know, we've had, you know, controversial individuals come on there. You know what I'm saying? So it does come with a warning label, but we're trying to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Is because with this economy that's going on right now and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's just... Oh, boy, the only thing I can say, I'm just glad I had fewer tomorrows than yesterdays, you know. <laughs> well, I would thank you so much for calling in, and I'm going to listen to your broadcast. You know, I look, at as a podcaster, mm-hmm. I would like people to call in because I think it's a wonderful thing. Do you get a lot of callers in your show? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. We go up and down, you know Great. what I'm saying? But, yeah, it yeah. but it does come with a warning label because some of the episodes yeah. are controversial because we're in our uh, eighth year now. And, uh, yeah. you know, we got 400 uh, episodes on there. But like I said, you know, it does come with a warning label because a lot of times we'll say, hey, this is for people 18 years of age and over. Right. It's right. because yeah. w- what had happened one time is that a young woman, you know, was listening to the podcast and she had it on the computer as opposed to on the phone and she had little ones in the room. So they sent me a letter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know, you can't do <laughs> well, that. I, I would definitely, that. you know, listen to your podcast and uh I want to thank you for calling in because, you know, it really helps to hear what people think out there. And so I think it's oh, great yes, that ma'am. you called in. So, and Deb, uh, we all yeah. agree on that, Deb. So anything you'd like to say about this before we let, you know, the podcast host? What, well, what is your, yeah. What's your name? What, yeah. What, what, okay, what my name. Yeah. Oh, my name. Okay, uh, my yeah. name is Shabaka Sankari. Okay, okay. okay. Shabaka okay. is named after one so of the pharaohs go, of ancient Egypt. I want to give Debbie yes, a ma'am. chance. Deb, to, Deb, did you want to say anything? I just wanted to say that I really agree. We have to learn from our mistakes. We have to right. keep history in in the schools, you know, all of it, good and bad alike. We have to yes. learn from yes. it. My wife and I were in Holland, and I was talking with a mm-hmm. Dutch person, and he knew yeah. history so well. And I, here I was teaching world history in right. in uh, middle school, and I, I'm talking with him, and he's comparing current events to world history that I didn't even know. And I said to okay. him, what are you, a history major? He said, no, mm-hmm. I'm not a history major. All Dutch people know this. I said, explain mm-hmm. to me your educational system. <laughs> yeah. He said, mm-hmm. first grade through sixth grade, one level through sixth level, we divide world history into six parts, and we mm-hmm. teach one-sixth at each level. And uh, by the time they get to six, level six, at the end of it, they've had complete world history. Plus, we always do current events to tie it together. I said, okay, right. now what happens on... Uh, seventh through twelfth grade. Well, we do more deeper world history. We divide it into mm-hmm. six parts, and we do, still do current events. 
I said, wow. I said, what happens to college? He said, well, for mm-hmm. those that go to college, he said, it's, we divide world history into four parts along with current events, and we discuss that. And I thought, mm-hmm. America needs to change its history way of teaching. I got in trouble mm-hmm. because I threw out South America uh, geography and Canada geography in sixth grade. Uh, somebody came mm-hmm. and said, you can't do that. And I said, I don't like it. The kids don't like it. I found a, a world history book in the barn. My students were making models of, of uh, Egypt and uh, okay. uh, prehistoric times and modern times, and they were having a great time. And parents would come to back to school, and they would walk through models of history, and each student at each area would be talking about their time in history. And they right. were having fun with it, and they were getting excited, and they were uh, enjoying world history. And okay. then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, the administration came up to me and said, Rich, uh, we found yeah. something that you are required by State of California to do, and you're going to be happy. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, mm-hmm. now State of California is doing world history in 6th uh, and 7th grade. I said, fine, okay. I'm happy. So here I was okay. doing it, and then that end of the and I was getting in trouble and being told I had to stop, and I said, I'm not going to stop. I taught long enough that yeah. I knew better. And, yeah, okay. because I, uh, I do think it's important that, you know, that I, would, I wish most teachers would think like that because I really think right. kids, if you teach your kids to be tolerant of all people, then they will grow up that way. If you teach exactly. your children bad things and make up things and make them think different things than they should, then they will grow up that way because it starts mm-hmm. at the beginning. No matter who it right. is, a mother, mm-hmm. father, grandmother, whoever, you have to give them that sense that we are created equal and that we are good people. So I think the kids will, and I think a lot of the younger kids are growing mm-hmm. up that way because they are right now learning much more than we ever could learn because they, um, they're seeing it live, you know, because of the right. internet, yeah. which is not good in a lot of ways, but in some ways it makes them see things. But we do have some issues there, and that's the other thing. You know, um, on my on my show, there are sometimes I feel like I want to really get into it, so it seems like on your show you do because um, – but – because there are a lot of issues that can help children and adults, grandparents, whoever, to learn how to live in this world with everyone. Right. And once no, that I, happens, I, we could all yeah, be I tell my, I tell my children that the very first people that we know of came out, not only came out of Africa, but had dark brown skin. So right. if you're a light brown skin and act like you're so superior, you're not. You're just a latecomer. You're you're not the first. <laughs> you came later. It's the brown, right. dark brown people that came first, not the light brown people. I said they came right. up and later think, when they got up to the north. And I think it's parents' responsibility. That's why, you know, I like having children's shows and hearing what people say about, you know, because children are children. And mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about before is that they have an imagination, and but they're right. still children, and they don't understand right. everything. And I'm sure right now it's very tough for them, and you know, oh, and yeah. because you hear they hear a lot of things. But as authors, you know, I haven't been writing children's as much. I do a lot of romance and other things, but Rich continues on, and I'm sure Deb will probably continue on too doing that. And I always say that I will do children's because it is important. But I do think right. that that 
voices out there. That's why blog talk has been a wonderful thing over the years. I mean, I've been on it 15 years. It it has okay. taught me. I have met people I never would have met, including you. I would not have. Now I know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's right. what I think for me, and I'm sure you being a host, you've met people you never would have met. Yeah, exactly, so because it, we've had celebrities call in and scholars call in as well, too, over yeah. the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. So what day is yours on? So we'll just be looking for you before we let you uh, okay. go. What, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. in the Pacific, 9 p.m. in the okay. East. And then on okay. Friday mornings, we do our morning talk show called Grand Rising with Shabaka. And that there is at 8 a.m. in the Pacific and 11 a.m. in the Eastern time, you know. And then, too, we generally put a disclaimer up there that our episodes are for those 18 years of age and over yep. and what have you. Because, like I said, we've had some controversy uh, on the show over the years, you know what I mean? And this is why when yeah. you listen to the backtracks, you know, there's a warning label right there for those yeah. 18 years <laughs> of age. I do know. I've had, I've, had, I've had many shows like that, <laughs> you know. So oh, I think oh, yeah. you know, yeah, you know. So, but thank you so much for calling. And uh, oh, I'm, I'm hesitant a lot of time. I'm hesitant to sometimes answer because we've had some, which you know how that goes. We've had some calls. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so that's why we have a so warning nice label on our hips. Yes, it's it, a pleasure. It was very nice. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Okay, and thank you for having me. Thank okay, and thank you for having me. Welcome. Thank okay, you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Now, that was so interesting. So I think that, you know, that brings us to the points that we've been talking about for the show is that how how we need things. Kids, you know, kids are kids, and they are brought up by their parents. So if people, if the parents teach them the right way, then they will grow up learning the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they learn by example. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I always like callers. I like when callers call, but we used to have that all the time. We just don't anymore because I'm afraid to put people in. Because when we when I did shows years ago, we had two of us on the show. So then the person that would take the call would not be the person talking. So it's, it's hard. You can't really check and see who they are when I'm on the show. <laughs> you know, I can't just leave the show and go in and see who they are. So thank you so much for giving us a really good, you know, I will listen to his show because I appreciate his point of view. Okay, so now we've had that. It's like I I feel like for all of us, I think it's really good to hear people out there. I mean, we all basically want the same thing, but when you have children, how do you feel that the parents out there can help their children right now? As long as he brought that up right now, because I think that's a big issue for parents right now. How much is too much? Rich? I don't think, do you think it's too much. I think when you're honest with them, when you when you try to show them the big picture, and like you said, mm-hmm. I've found over my years of teaching that, um, um, that out of the thousands of students I had, there were two that I know of that were bullies, and both of them ended up in prison, which they deserved. And those two... When the students would say to me, um, I sent one student to the office, and the student said, uh, raised his hand and said, Mr. Lindell, so-and-so is a bully. 
I said, okay. I said, well, I can report it to the police. Oh, they won't do anything. He'll, he'll do, he does it after school. Okay. Um, what's some ideas? What do you think we can do? We don't know. That's what we're asking you. I said, well, the best thing you can do is whenever he picks on somebody, as a group, you walk between him and the target. I don't call him. A, you can't do anything. They're a target. I said, you walk between him, the bully, and the target, and you say, hey, we don't do that around here. And they said, okay, we'll try that. The next day, I sent him to the office to pick up something for me. The student raised his hand. And he said, I said, yes. And he goes, it worked, Mr. Lindville. After school, he was picking on somebody. As a group, we walked at, at the bus stop. As a group, we walked up to him and said, hey, we don't do that around here. And he backed off. And I said, well, good. Of course, I heard that later on in high school, he was still a bully. And that yeah. later on, he a bully, right. <laughs> Sometimes they do not write. Unfortunately, they don't change. So, Deb, listening to this show, do you have any ideas that now you'll probably have some by wanting what you might want to write as a book? Oh, yes. I <laughs> Maybe I think on one of my further books for Hungle Bungle Jungle series is going to have somebody that's different in some way and the gang is will find you know oh he's the same as us you know he just looks different and that's a message message that never goes away and so rich you cover everything can you imagine can you can you imagine how many books? Two hundred books is a lot of books, Rich. I and mean, that's a lot. <laughs> well, I have fun doing it. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I, I tell my students, wouldn't it be boring if everybody in the world looked and acted exactly like you? I said, oh, is that the kind terrible. of world you want? It would be terrible. I said, we would hate everybody being the same. I said, yeah. what makes the world fun and neat is that we're different, and we have the right, right. to be different as long as we're not hurting somebody. And I would say, you know history, uh, all different religions and non-religions have taught, said the golden rule, treat other people like you want to be treated. And I've had students mm-hmm. say to me, well, I don't care how I'm treated. And they say, well, then treat other people better than you want to be treated. Because yeah. if you don't care how you're yeah. treated, that's your problem. But yeah. other people do care, and I care. So treat other people better than you want to be treated. And so that, yeah. that to I, th- me I think it's critical. an important message. Right, and I think for kids, I think, you know, yeah, we do have responsibility for kids, I think, and it's important, you know, and adults, unfortunately, you know, uh, the Internet has really brought a lot of bad things out there, but in in a lot of ways it's good, like I said before, because I've met a ton of people I never would have met. So I think there's good and bad, but I also think that, you know, if people are bullying, if, if you are a bully, Unfortunately, sometimes they don't change. That's what, you know, that's, that's, that's like true. you were saying that. And so I think if, if parents don't want to raise bullies, then they should sit down with them, even if it's 10 minutes, because a lot of people are working two jobs, two and three jobs. So, and they mm-hmm. really don't have the time. They have to support their kids and they have to work. So I think if they sat down even for five or 10 minutes and just talk to them and see how their day went and what problems, rather than them going to bed with a problem that never gets solved. My and favorite so I thing to say just, to my yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my favorite thing to say to my students was, "What's the nicest thing that's happened to you today so far?" And students would say, "Oh, my mom made pancakes, or 
or I gave my mom a hug, or my mom gave me a hug. So it'd be nice things. But every once in a while, there'd be that kid say, nothing. There's nothing. And I said, excuse me, um, did somebody make your breakfast, or did you make your own breakfast? Well, my mom made my breakfast. Did you thank her? No. Did you give her a (laughs) hug? She doesn't like hugs. Are you sure about that? Because I'm a parent, and I have kids. Um, I I love when my children hug me. Oh, well... I don't know, maybe I'll, I said, why don't you try it? Maybe I'll try it. I'll see. A few days later, come back. Hey, my mom loves to be hugged. And and (laughs) you're right. She likes to be hugged. That's why when you're on the show, I always think to myself, I wish I would have had you as a teacher. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I I wish. I, uh, Deb, I mean, wouldn't, I mean, this you're like a person that you would say, oh, this is a, somebody I would want to teach me if you could, because I had many bad te- teachers. They were not nice. They, um, they were taking me down a path of that I could never do anything or be anybody. I wrote that, and you know, I had to. Um, I was writing a book on success, not me, but somebody asked me to write something, and I went like, oh, I'm not writing success. I don't know what that means to anybody, but to me it means whatever I've done is my life. But I did end up writing in that book about how hard it was for me in school and in high school, and the counselors that I had were just mean. And if I would have listened to them, I probably would have not. I don't even know if I would have finished school because they told me I would end up with doing nothing. And they were not nice, you know, and I just needed a little more direction at school. But, I, you know, I probably, mm-hmm. you know, like to have fun, go to parties. We did this. You know, I liked it. And I didn't like the school part. But had I have someone say maybe, you know, but I guess for me, I made my own way. My parents, you know, they were wonderful parents. But when your counselor tells you she doesn't, they don't think you can be anything, this is not a good thing. So that's what I ended up writing about because there's always things in life that you remember, even if it's, you know, we remember which teacher told us how horrible we were or how good we were or things like that. And I think they stick with us. Unfortunately, they do. But sometimes you have to remind yourself that what they said, you're not going to let them win, you know, because I remember sitting in a room. And then and telling me that, and I went like, oh, I didn't know it then, but I look at now and now. I, how can you know it when you're a kid? You don't really know the same thing. You think you do. What were you going to say, Deb? Yeah, I had a teacher back in elementary school. I mean, she was terrible. She had me believing that I, I was hopeless, I was brainless, yeah. and oh, she was <laughs> right. terrible. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, wait for the end of the year. I had a teacher yeah. who was complaining about, on yard duty, she was came up to me, she started complaining about uh, some other students, and then she complained about some other uh, teachers. And I looked at her and I said, you should not be a teacher. And she said, what? I said, uh, yeah. I hear you complain about students. I hear you complain about teachers. I said, uh, you probably complain about me when I'm not around. I said, you don't enjoy this job. You need to find a job that you enjoy and that you have passion for. She said, but I need yeah. the money. I said, but you're not having fun. You find a job yeah. you're having fun with and care about. That summer, she quit, and I heard that she yeah. went to cosmology school and became a cosmologist. Yeah. I mean, oh, all right. people, they people need right. to find their passion and what they love yeah. to do. And mm-hmm. you, uh, when I... Um, 
was teaching high school, I had a student who the high school gives you these interest surveys. They compare you to a thousand other people that are successful in some job. So I had this one student, um, he's a junior, and so I said, you know, the results of this said that you would be successful in business compared to thousands of people that are successful in business. He looked at me and he says, no, I don't want to go in business. I'm going to repair cars like my dad does. And my dad and I love repairing cars. I said, but this says you'd be good in business. Maybe you could have a business where you repair cars and you could be successful. Uh, what do you suggest I do? I said, well, take the business class, that, uh, that elective that's coming up. See what you think of it. After, a couple, after we switch to the next semester, he comes back after a couple of weeks and he goes, thank you. I'm glad you recommended that because the teacher says I'm a natural. I got an A-plus in the class that I, I catch on to everything just quickly and easily. And, and yeah. I guess I will have a business that, where we repair cars and, 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 yeah. uh, and work with that. And you take his passion well, and his interest. That's great. I mean, that's, yeah, he that's, probably never forgot you. He probably never forgot you. I would. Yeah. Him. Well, yeah, I don't bat a thousand. No teacher does. There is always a kid for some reason that doesn't well, like right. you. I had well, one girl come in and she kept giving me dirty looks, and yeah. I kept wondering what was wrong. And I went and talked to the administration, and I found out that they put her in my class as a new student, but her father abused her. And so I said, you need to send her That's to the fair. female teacher and not to right. me because I'm right. a male. And so they sent her yeah. to the female teacher. And the female teacher said, oh, she's great. She's wonderful. She's doing great. Right. So we, right. we have to get the big story. Yes. But I, you uh, know what? Sure. As you're saying that, most people don't. Go ahead, Deb. They don't, li- they don't listen uh, to children as much as they should. Go ahead, Deb. Yeah, can we get back to bullying for a minute? Yeah, I want yeah, to ask, what, what would you do for a bully? And you found out his parents are bullies, so he's learning by example. And I mean, he's, what would you do about that? I, I've written a book yeah. called Why Are There Bullies and What Can You Do About Them? And the reason yeah. I wrote that book was over my years of teaching, the very first day of school, I would say, Class, most people are decent and nice, but be aware right. that in this world there are some bullies, and you have to yeah. be know ways to handle them and what to do. Let's talk about what are things you can do about a bully. And so kids would give all these suggestions like take Taekwondo or, or uh, learn mm, to fight yeah. or learn to defend yourself. Or uh, um, Some kids would say carry a gun. I go, no, 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 <laughs> you don't no. want to do that because <laughs> – yeah. More people die from friendly fire than than from yeah. uh, than killing the burglar. But I said, right. no, that's that's wrong. You're as bad as the bully that you're complaining about. So yeah. no, yeah. and uh, we would talk about those things, and and throughout the year, I, I if I got a new student coming in, I'd bring it up again just to have the class as a whole talking about it. And there are some people that are just plain bullies and. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons they become bullies, but then some are just plain bullies, and and uh, you have to identify so them. So, what, what does anybody think about if a person was bullied in in school? Do they carry it with them? You think their whole life? Oh yeah, I oh, think yeah. those the scars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I was thinking of if the parents are bullies, the kids learning by example. You know yeah. that. Yep, I've hurting had those, people parents, would 
the parents said, my kid does no wrong. It's always the other kid's fault. I said, no, I saw right, it happen. Right. I saw your kid start the yeah. fight. No, no, it was another yeah. kid. It was, it was, it was, they made him do it. I said, no, no, your child did it. And so I said, I'm going to expel your child. No, you can't do that. I said, yes, I can. And you, yeah. it's difficult with that kind of parent. And their child is never wrong. Their child is always right. And their child's a boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, you know, right. you know, it's such an interesting thing. I'm just thinking, you know, because those that listen to podcasts and when you have off the cuff discussions, you never. Who would have thought our discussion would have changed those? When when a caller calls in and gives such a good, uh, uh, that's why callers is important because he gives us something. He gave us something to really put this because we're writing children's books, but this is so important what he said. It changed the direction. So I think if people are open in their conversations, it can change the direction. So be open. That's, I think, what I'm getting out of this show because we this was something that we didn't plan, but it was such a good show because I learned so much from listening to this everybody's opinion now on this because this wouldn't have probably come up. So that's why podcasts mean a lot to people. This is why I do them, cause, and that's why I do off-the-cuff ones, because I don't have 10 questions to ask someone about what they did, ate for dinner. So I ask, we just talk about what things that are important. So this has been such an interesting type of show for me, you know, as a podcaster, and but I still, after 15 years, love doing the shows. So, uh, Deb, I'm thinking we should do more children's shows. We really should, and I say this a lot. That we would did be a lot fantastic. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that would you know, be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I think, Rich, you know, I think maybe we could get a few more people and just see like I used to do because I think it's important, you know, to talk about different subjects. Like bullying is number one. I mean, and, and as children's authors, this was an important conversation because that is where it starts. If kids get the bad a bad feeling when they're young, they need to have somewhere, somehow, the choice of another life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's hard when your parents are bullies. That And that is a problem, when your parents teach you wrong things. But we, can't, we don't have control of that, but we do have control of what we write. And as far as what goes in the schools, I think the librarians are important. And I think oh, that yes. people... And, and, I think people don't care enough about what they think because they're dealing with children. Like, Rich, you're always a good guest because you dealt with kids for 45 years. So Deb and I are both listening because it matters. That's, it matters yeah, it what does. teachers do. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, I think it does. It really so does. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we should try to have more of these shows, and I will have both of you on them if you want to do this, you know, for children's shows. Because I think, you know, when I call it children's shows, I think sometimes people, they don't, you know, but that's basically what we're talking about. So sometimes I write it, but then afterwards, later, I talk about, you know, because I put it out and say what we talked about. Because we so could maybe have not, it's you know, like, we, like what are bullies yeah. and what to do about them or why yeah. are there bullies? Because yeah. I do know some other authors that want to talk about that because... Authors do have a say in this because authors can help. Because most authors feel, you know, most of the people I know feel the same way. 
Another how good when topic we talk is, about things. Another good topic Go is growth mindset because I've had yes. students say, I hate math. I, I'm lousy in math. And I go, you're not lousy in math, but you can hate math. You're not stupid. Yeah. You're not dumb. If you can, if you can quote yeah. movie stars and, and information to me, you're not stupid. You're not dumb. Yeah. You've got a mindset that you hate math, and so you believe you hate math. I said, look, yeah. make it a game. Have some fun. Pretend like you'll get paid a million dollars if you can learn this idea in math. And I said, all the math is is seeing a pattern that – Three yeah. plus four is seven, so A plus B is seven. What can A and B be? And they go, oh, that's easy. I said, well, then it's a pattern. You just keep doing that in math and have some fun. But you, you've already made up your mind to hate it, and you've already made up your mind to fail. I said, change it. Change how you think. But also, don't, I will say one thing, way. though. But now, but now I've heard from parents that the math now is so hard, <laughs> nobody can help their kids. Because they don't even know what they're talking about. Well, they're changing change the way they teach it. I know. I know, but you know, and but and right, and I don't know that that's always so great because you know, I part of the world, you. part you know, part of kids, the kids know one thing, the adults know another. I mean, and you know, aging adults know another thing. So I mean, I don't know. You know, they keep they change the wrong thing sometimes. There, like I like agree. we're talking about history is important. So why are they stopping history when that's important? You know, I mean that doesn't really? make sense. You know, and and I think we've come a lot long way in this world that we should not be banning books. I mean, I will tell you, ten years, I think it's ten years ago, we had some a lot of uh, um, book romance, sexier book romance, and they were taking a lot of those off the shelves, not even off the shelf, off of Amazon. So uh, I had shows like that because, you know, there's different strokes for different folks. I guess that's the only thing I guess you could say that's the only thing you could possibly say about that is because if somebody likes a sexual, you know, type of a book, that's what they like. So and if somebody likes a murder mystery or whatever, but everybody has their own views on what they like. So for people to have such attitudes against somebody for what they might like, that that kind of ruins it for everybody. So I think we will do more topics like this. I think, you know, and both of you, like Rich and Deb, if you have a topic that you really want to talk about, just email it to me and then I will find guests for it, you know. And because yeah. I think that will be a good thing to do because I enjoy talking about these things. You know, I would like to talk politics, but I don't. Like, I don't talk politics, uh -uh. but I would love to. But I would love to someday. But I know when I was at Red River uh, Radio, that's how I started. And there were 30 of us that were doing shows. And we all did, you know, this one did this type of show, like book reviews. Another one did, you know, um, murder mysteries or art. My show was about anything and everything. So, you know, I always liked that. You know, but we had one person that he did political shows, and they were so intense. It was like, oh, we couldn't even believe it, but that was the everybody listened to. It was, they had a huge amount of callers. They had a huge amount of people listening, and so that people do want to talk about it. It's just there's so much now, I don't even want to attempt it because it's so, you know, I like a fun show. I don't want people hating it when they get off the show. So, but I do like to talk about topics. So I think that that would be, I used to do that a lot. So I think we should do that. So both of you, you know, or anybody out there that's listening, 
if you have a topic, just let me know, and I will bring guests on and we'll talk about it because I think I, I, I enjoy those shows. This has been fun for me. Uh, Deb, it's a lot different, I think, than you thought, but uh, tell everybody where they can get your book. Oh, where can you is, get the is, book? That is born to know. Right, okay. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and Amazon. Yeah, just Rich? search for Alf for yeah. a day. And you said you were going to put up the link, the buy links? Yes. Yeah, I am. I am. Yes. If you have another link to set up any and you're just send them to me, I'll put them out. Rich, now Rich, yeah, I, you don't have yeah, a website. I, I know Rich doesn't have one. Rich, you don't have a website, right? But could no, you send uh, me the link again to the Facebook page you have? So, like, are you active in the Facebook page still? For I'm, children's. I'm active you know, with uh, some Facebook groups, but I I minimize Facebook, and I'm because I'm so busy writing, and I minimize yeah. uh, uh, a, a lot of reviews. I'm not. Um, I'm just in, enjoying what I'm doing and, and hoping right, other people right. are enjoying okay. it too. Yeah, I know okay. I'm so in I'm, one of your groups, Rich. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I think, there lately. You know, I'm, I'm, I myself am not on Facebook. I am. I'm posting my shows and I'm sharing things, but I, I think a lot of people don't really feel like being on it anymore. It's not fabulous for anybody. They're not selling books from it. And I think I, I don't, but I've heard other people have arguments with each other. And that is bizarre. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, we're just authors. That's who we are. We're doing this because we like mm-hmm. it. And we meet people mm-hmm. and everybody we meet brings something to the table. So on that note, but we will do this again. So Rich, so let me know, Deb, anybody out there that wants me to do a certain show, I'll be happy to do it because I'm brave, I hope, enough to say that. But I do I do a lot. I like to do different shows, and today was a great show. So thank yeah. you for coming on. I enjoyed yes. it. And to, yes, and we it, see, that's right. That's the fun about life. You never know what's going to happen. So that's life, mm-hmm. right? And that's the part I like. All right, so thank you so much, everybody, and have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.